Misfit I got my Bond t-shirt on, Bond Rebuilding the Man, Teespring store, uh, a life without thinking, thinking without thinking is an amazing life. Isn't that nice? JLP requested it and spoke it into existence, and it's uh, kind of nice. This one is 100% cotton, there is a tri-blend version, so keep your eyes peeled, different colors, and uh, there's also woman's size and hoodies and stickers and even maybe even a mug so uh, teespring.com slash stores slash rebuilding the man or rebuilding the man.com slash stores all right and then you can scroll down and find the bond section but I have a guest today Krishan the Don is back Krishan the Don of Misfit Nation American Patriot uh, Western chauvinist, according to his Twitter bio, his ex-bio. Proud sexist, because uh, nature, nature and nature's God uh, differs between <laughs> the sexes. Pro-life, pro-Karen, ultra-maga, producer and host of the Misfit Nation podcast. And you're a co-host, right, Krishan the Don of the Misfit Nation, are you? Yes, I have uh, two uh, co-hosts, uh, Wanda and uh, Skrillkill. You can find Skrillkill at Skrillkill on Twitch.tv. Okay, gamer. Wanda, how do you spell Wanda? W-U-N-D-A. Nice. And those yes. guys are black. Yes, they are. They are. Last time I checked. And they don't trip about the N- so-called N-word. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um, at the beginning... They did get offended. Oh. Um, but I sort of, like, explained to them, not even off air, this was all on the show. Yeah. That, you know, the whole thing about freedom of speech and that, you know, and we'll get into all that right. later, I guess. Or if you want me to get into it now, I can. Uh, yeah, just explain in brief what went so down, I, how that went down. Basically, what I learned, you know, much younger in uh, in my life was that to protect freedom of speech, we have to protect unpopular speech most of all. Yeah, because popular speech doesn't need protection. Everybody likes that. So sometimes it it means protecting the most ugly words and the most hateful words that we have in existence in order to protect freedom of speech, in order to protect even just the margin of error of speech. Um, And the N word falls into that. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not black people like it or not, it does. Every derogatory term falls into that. So very true. Um. The more I explained that to them and the, you know, it kind of desensitized to them, it, uh, them to it. And, um, I think in that they both learned, uh, the power in that because they both had situations where they heard the word and normally, cause they came to me and told me normally I would have gotten mad about that and it would have been a whole thing, but it, it meant nothing to me. Nice. It meant nothing. So it gives, it, 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 it took away the power in their life of that word. That is really cool. That's a nice uh, message. That's encouraging. Because I remember my freshman year in high school, we, I had a Mexican friend, all Christianed out, um, named Josh, who said, it was playfully saying, Inga, and he said it like that. You know, he said the mm-hmm. N-word in front of a, or to 
kind of buddy buddy with a a big black dude, one of the one of the few black dudes in our class in the uh, school, Reggie, mm-hmm. and Reggie. I may have changed the names to protect the innocent, right? Oh, I was about to say, of course, his name was Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got in his he got he got heard about it. Like he was quiet. And he didn't play along. You could tell that he was uh, upset about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, huh. And that was the first my my first exposure of somebody saying the N word in my in my life that I recall, so called so called N word, and mm-hmm. seeing a black guy overreacting to it. And you know, he was 14 years old, 15 years old, and he's like already trained at that point to be like, no, I don't go with that. Right. And there's older school blacks who don't even like blacks saying it, and I get that. It's like a matter of respect and being polite and all that stuff. But I and ever since then, even wor- it's gotten worse and worse and worse and more out of control. This uh, catering, mama spirit catering to the feelings of blacks, getting into their imaginations about slavery and lynchings and white on black crime, which well, black on white p- crime is way more out of control. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And, and even to the point where people were calling in and I heard even the show after the next day yeah, where people were calling in, were like, it, it was created. The N word was created as a derogatory term. And this, and it's like, you don't know your history. It was, it, it was created from a, a basically a Southern mispronunciation of a different word, which I believe the word was uh, either Niger or Niger or Negro. One of those words. Yeah. And um, basically just means black. It just be, yeah, yeah, it just means black. <laughs> um, so basically, that's where the word comes from. Yeah. It wasn't created as derogatory. It was created as as basically what it is now. Is to an indicate what? Yeah, indicate what? Yeah, what they were. Um, but then you know, like even in um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like some southern dialects will will even pronounce. You'll hear them like Al Sharpton and all of them will even pronounce it Negra. Oh yeah. Negra. Negro or whatever. It's like all just mispronunciations that kind of stuck. That's all that is. And people people say it in a playful spirit. People say it in an angry spirit. People mm-hmm. say it uh, accurately somewhat to describe how people are acting. Sometimes it's inaccurate. Sometimes it's mean. Here's, it's all... Here's the po- and, you don't, and you shouldn't even ever be mad about it as a man. Go ahead. You should never be that. You should never be so angry that you're gonna either threaten or actually hurt somebody over words. Yeah. There's there's something wrong with you if right. if that's the case, or you're just too emotional to deal with conversation. Just don't talk to people then. That's and, the way you should deal with it. And we so, should be wise right. not to be saying it in a. And most of us, most people are not to be saying it in front of somebody who would be violent because that's the that's the reality of life, whether they should or shouldn't. There, many well, see, people that's, do get crazy. That's where I I live my life on that line. Where like, if somebody said to me like, "Hey, you got to meet my friend uh, Mike. Uh-huh. He's really cool, but you just can't say the word pickles around <laughs> him." I would be the person like, if they go, he says he says if you say the word pickles, he'll get violent, he'll go crazy. But other than that, he's a cool guy. Uh-huh. I would be the person that would say pickles, right? Just because you told me not to say it. Just don't bring that guy around me or just make him understand that he's really sensitive yeah. and that you shouldn't bring people around him then or around, you know, him around people, I should say. Yeah. People so, like that need to be institutionalized, but that's not the or, world we live in. Or what I do 
is what I did with my friends is I believe in exposure therapy. Yeah. Is rip the band-aid off. Nice. Get 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 used to it. Desensitize yourself to it. I used to tell my friends when I was a liberal and I believed there was uh, racist white people walking around killing black people. I used to tell them it's stupid for you to punch somebody in the face for saying the N word, because now you've put yourself in the position to get arrested. Right. And that racist person could now be justified for either killing you or putting you in jail. Well, not nowadays. They, the world is now justifying people getting hit and even killed over the so-called N word and they're getting probation. The guy in the Dunkin' Donuts story, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, this black Hispanic said, say it again. And this 70-something-year-old white man said it again, the N-word, according to the story. And he looks like he probably said it. He looks like the type of guy who would say it. And so he got punched out and killed, and the guy got two years probation. He didn't even get, I don't even think he did time for this murder. Basically, I mean, it was a uh, manslaughter, you know. Right, right. He didn't purposely kill him, but it was a, he, he was committing a crime. I mean, in the state of Minnesota, he should have been convicted of murder. I don't, I don't remember what state it happened in. But Derek Chauvin caught murder 20 years for something completely, uh, mainly the fault of George Floyd himself. And this guy gets two years probation, according to, as I recall from that story, that Dunkin' Donuts yeah, yeah. N-word story. Absolutely. I mean... Mostly you're talking about liberal cities, too, that that are, you know, very corrupt anyway. Um, Like, I'm not telling people to go out and do what I do. Right. Because my thing is I know how to defend myself. I'm I'm, I'm fine. Like, anybody that that, that wants to call in, and I heard people call in, he needs to be careful. It's like, why are you worried about me? I know. (laughs) Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, stop worrying about me. You're not my bodyguard. You're not my family. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. If you want to make an argument against what I have to say, then go ahead. And your whole persona is like people, the way that you present yourself, it, it kind of comes from that culture where it is said a lot. The N word is said a lot rap and, uh, your style. It's, it's just a, uh, sort of a young, wild in your face type of persona. It's not like you're out of nowhere acting different from how you normally act. I was a I was a loudmouth liberal. Yeah. So <laughs> when I learned conservative, when I learned the truth, I was like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna do like a lot of other conservatives do and and get quiet. Yeah. I'm gonna be loudmouth conservative because I was just as much as a loudmouth when I was a liberal when I was telling the when I was telling the lies. So why would I be quiet about the truth? Well, so uh, I, I didn't want to change myself in that way. And you are on Misfit Nation on YouTube. You are uh, the Misfit Nation on Rumble user. Rumble.com slash user slash the Misfit Nation. Krishan the Dawn on Twitter and the Misfit Nation on Twitter as well on X. Um, Let's get into, I want to get into this uh, topic that you brought, America's Greatest Sin. And you guys can call in 1-888-775-3773. Talk to uh, Hake and Krishan the Dawn about anything that you'd like. Um, but what is America's greatest sin, Krishan the Dawn? Well, I mean, a, a lot of people uh, will, will point at slavery and go, that's America's greatest sin. Oh, love I personally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the effects of slavery are just, you know, 
it's it's made up most of it was but, it even a sin but, and yeah that's another question i mean to me it was just it was business yeah that's all it was um america's greatest sin to me was letting women vote and um you could say that's coming from my sexist standpoint whatever you want to say but i think we still feel the effects of that uh till this day yeah um i think we gave women way more responsibilities than they could handle and more responsibilities than they even wanted i think they were convinced that they wanted that much uh power yeah um and you see the effects of of where it's now it goes from women wanting to vote to women being politicians to now we get all of these you know basically policies that are pushed forth that are based on feelings and not not facts and not actual like effects that come from it it's like oh well it makes us feel better that we can do that you know what i mean uh like let's take the 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 border it's all like any argument like for an open border is basically womanly it's like we need to take care of people and shelter people and and it's like yeah sure but there's also us taking care of ourselves first and that's the thing that women don't understand women are way too agreeable to deal with things that important uh they're 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 susceptible to tyranny i believe for sure are you able to turn on a light in your uh in your studio there it's kind of dark on your face dark i'll see if i can uh pardon this strange interlude no you're good you're good let me try to i noticed that i tried to fix it in the correction oh nice that's a that's improved that's a lot improved there we go much better my, my shirt too commies commies yeah. <laughs> what is that? Are, are they zombies? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> right on. You know, yeah. I agree with you about the women voting thing. I don't know if it was a sin, but it was definitely a symptom of sin. It was. It brought about a lot of great evil. Um, I there was there was an old JLP Church with Jesse Lee Peterson podcast that went viral eleven years ago. Um, women how uh, liberal women are bringing about a shameless society, something like that. And he said one of the greatest um, mistakes or errors or something was uh, us giving the opportunity for women to vote because um, they can't handle power in the right way, just as you said. They stress Mm. out, they flip out, they um, don't make good decisions. Yeah. They're yeah, more emotional, yeah, they- not logical. And uh, and there were liberal podcasts that covered this. The View covered it. Um, this woman tried to tried to ambush Jesse when he was interviewed on Sean Hannity's show, and it just went crazy. Um, the Cackling Hens at The View covered it. Uh, <laughs> but there was this podcast that I listened to that talked about it, and this, it was this, this gay guy and this liberal female, and the female said, or both of them said, that every progressive candidate would not have gone in, got in, were it not for the women's vote. Something like that, right? The women yeah. voting has, has brought in every so-called progressive candidate into office that we've ever had. And that is, I, th- I think that there's a lot of truth to that. But Absolutely. they think that's a good thing, but I see it as evil. And... Um, I was listening to our engineer talk recently, and he said that women will bring in 
the sort of self-destruction that ends up hurting them and us and everyone and the children in the long run. And that's what's happening. <laughs> you see, like, right. the Muslim thing, the, um, the broken homes, them being stressed out, the children The whole, the crying, whole idea rape. of... I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but the whole ahead. idea, just to add on to what you're saying, the whole idea of that the government is here to protect us, that's a womanly thing. Yeah. Because a man will say, I don't need the government to protect me. Right. I can protect myself, and I don't believe they're going to protect me. Yeah. Women will believe that. And then they convince men, their spouses, I suppose, that they should start voting with their heart. Yeah. Instead of voting with their, you know, with their mind. That or their so pocket true. even, which is even better. Like, vote vote with your pocket, fine. Yeah. Like, that's it's better for all of us. Like, we're thinking, like, what's going to financially make us better? What's going to better our economy? Like, I, that's why I said with, t- with uh, tyranny, if we were taken over by tyrants tomorrow, women would try to find the best of it. They'll go, oh, well, at least, you know, we're together. They, they tell us to stop making trouble <laughs> they try to keep us protected where, where like we would be the ones like I'm sure you and me would be the ones that would be like, no, we're going to go fight to get our freedom. I'm not going to live under a tyrannical government. They would tell us, no, no, don't go. That's not that doesn't they, they, they just settle. They're agreeable. Yeah, there's a great story that JLP tells frequently that I've heard when he's given speeches around the country um, that his great grandfather ran off some guys with a gun who came to uh, confront him. And uh, then later the grandmother hid the gun, took the gun and hid the gun. And those guys came back and shot him in his bed and killed him. And they're like, because he didn't have his gun around him. And they asked him why, they asked the great grandmother, why did you hide the gun? I didn't want him to hurt himself. I didn't want him to get hurt. She ended up getting him killed, according right. to the story. And that's so com- many- that's so common that like they're just sabotaging themselves and everyone else. How many videos have you seen of a man like fighting and then his woman gets in the middle and then he gets knocked out because she pulled his arm back? Terrible. It's it's like I've been watching um a lot of the you know the the Hamas things where they're, they're it's women mostly that are coming out going no Hamas is treating the hostages very well and they're and they 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 uh bandaged my arm after they cut it off you know what i mean like and it's like you're you're basically the women are basically explaining stockholm syndrome yeah and they don't even realize it they're they're the ones who were primarily on those tiktok videos that went viral about uh reading the 9-11 letter from saddam no not saddam from osama Osama bin laden Mm -hmm. oh so Hamas is just freedom fighters. And, right. But meanwhile, like the people of Palestine, many of them do not like Hamas. They're, they don't right. like Hamas or Israel, I guess. But Hamas is doing more evil to them than, than Israel was doing up until the point that Hamas kind of brought Israel down on hard on Palestine. Well, well like to add on to what you were saying, like that's why I, I, I like what JLP says about the natural order of uh, right. God over man, man over woman, woman over child. It, it makes so much sense. And the thing is, this is why I call it uh, America's greatest sin, because we completely destroyed that order. We thought we knew better than God. Yeah. 
and, is and a fake we were, version of equality. Right. And we were absolutely wrong. That's our ancestors were right. Our forefathers were right. And we got it wrong. Yeah. The, the serpent tempted Eve with equality. He said, oh, you can be equal. You would be equal with God because you'll have knowledge just like God. And now that's, now that's what uh, we have, this fake thing where they think that they're smarter than God. Yeah. They're supporting this transgender madness. It's crazy. Abortion. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, I don't even want to see Republican female candidates. Me neither. Yeah. Look at uh, what's, the, what's the woman. She basically fell off. She, she couldn't handle it. Where she called uh, Vivek a, a scumbag during oh, the- Oh, Nikki the, Haley? <laughs> Nikki Haley, I couldn't. I was thinking of Carrie Lake for some reason. And now but. the Coke bro- or the Coca Network, bro- it's not brothers anymore because one of the brothers died. Is supporting her. They want they want her for president or maybe vice president. Oh my gosh! I hope they don't. I hope Trump doesn't pick her for vice president. Oh, <laughs> I, I really hope not. Um, I have a call who wants to address this topic. Daniel in Texas is on the line. Daniel, you're live with Krishan the Dawn of Misfit Nation and Hake. What's up, man? What's Hi, up, James. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good morning, Krishan. How are you? Hey, Daniel. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, you were talking about women's voting rights, and <clears throat> I, uh, I want to ask you, we all have, I think, time and again heard the disadvantages of this. Are there any advantages that can be pulled from women's voting rights? Not one. Not one? <laughs> <laughs> can you not think that of I any? can think of. Not that anybody's pointed I'm, I'm at. I'm thinking of one. Can I go ahead? Can I throw one out there and just see see uh, what you what please, you think please. about it? Yeah, I think it I think it hamstrings the government. Hmm. What do you mean? I mean that it uh, makes the government deficient when it ha- when it's run by women. I'm not sure. Sh- I think it's less efficient the more more women and the more that yes. men think like women get into politics. Yes. It's less efficient. The government is less efficient with women. Okay. And that's a good thing? I'm saying could that be a good thing? Oh. No, because then it becomes more efficient at, at bad things like regulations yeah, uh, giving us the right to protect ourselves. Like we have to rely on the government. It's basically communism. But um, is it as efficient at bad things as <laughs> it seems, or is it just plain deficient at anything? Man, I I think it's not worth it. <laughs> I kind of get what you're saying. Like it's the, it's it's kind of hamstringing itself to do great greater evil. But I I think I'd prefer manly evil. Is that what you're kind of getting at, uh, Daniel in Texas? I'm I'm just stabbing at the philosophy. Yeah, you know I'm not I'm not saying there's a hard answer, but if we were to try and look on the bright side, where would we look? <laughs> That's what women do. <laughs> Men look to make things better. Men look at reality. They don't look at the bright side. Oh, exactly. Oh, okay. Because well, they're not bothered terrible. by the darkness. We don't live in blissful ignorance. That's not what men are supposed to do. Oh, 
Yeah. Um, and also, I think it made the government more more powerful because then that thought pushed women into eventually getting into the workforce, which was, I think, their inevitable goal because it, it, they saw that they were missing out on half of the population's tax money. So now they could tax everybody. Now, that's conspiracy world, I think. But yeah, I think man. it just made the government way more powerful. Yeah. We don't need the government to be powerful. Yeah, because we the need it to be efficient. There's now, a difference. Now, before women voting, we did have this abolition thing. We had the so-called civil war. We had the government takeover of the state's rights and violating. I wonder if women were involved in that. There was such a thing as who Harriet Tubman. She was involved in some of this yeah. abolition <laughs> stuff. So okay. I think women were doing a lot of evil even before they got this so-called right to vote. Well, they were always in the ears of the men. Yeah. And, and then men, men are, were weak. Men have become some, more and more like women. There's always been weak men. Yeah. That's what we need That's to understand. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, ever since Adam and Eve. It's, yeah. Yeah. Evil has always been with us. Anything else, okay. Daniel, in Texas? Appreciate this, man. No, that's it. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Cleopatra was Greek. She comes from the Ptolemaic dynasty, which is Greek. She was white. She was no, sir, black. she was a Negro. Was- I, I watched the Jada Pinkett thing. She was a colored <laughs> uh, woman. Oh, that's corrected. <laughs> that's funny. Well, Jada Pinkett she, said. She, she also committed suicide. By a, by a snake. Wow, really? Yeah, and she, and she was yeah, also really. a whore, if oh, I if I read now. correctly. <laughs> oh, she, she slept around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she uh, town pump. She had a Caesar's child. Mm, Caesar's yeah, child Ill- illegitimately. Wow. Caesar, another week now. Uh, she she's uh, got on board with Mark Antony, and which caused a a war. And so in that failed endeavor, she committed suicide because she didn't want to be paraded through the streets of Rome. But mm. she was white and she was played by Elizabeth Taylor before she was played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate I the agree. history lesson. Daniel in Texas does know a lot of history. Appreciate you, man. Right on. All right. Take Thank care. you, Daniel. Yeah, uh, that's a reference from uh, the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Somebody called in claiming that um, Cleopatra was a good woman leader. And she, by the way, she was black (laughs) because she was Egyptian. Egyptians, I think it's debatable whether they were black or or what, but it doesn't really matter to me. It's not in a woman's nature to be a leader. Yeah, just it's not. They don't want that. And it doesn't suit them. It doesn't fit. Yeah. Speaking of that, Hector is in New Mexico on the line here. Hector in New Mexico, you're live with Krishan the Don. Good morning, um, James, and uh, good morning, Krishan uh, the Don. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. Yes, sir. Okay, I just want to make sure. So I, I just want to say that I, now that we're on the topic of uh, women being in leadership positions, and it's a very controversial topic, and I love it. Um, but I just wanted to say real quick that I actually, I actually love that you are for free speech, and no matter how vile the word is, um, so I feel like it is important that 
that we are that we're able to express ourselves freely. Yeah. Um, yes. I think it's really important. Um, there's a, and I'm, I'm going to, there's a Minecraft server, and I, I know a lot of people uh, don't like Minecraft, but I think there, there's also a lot of people who are in the closet with Minecraft. So That's funny. But there's a Minecraft <laughs> server called uh, 2B2T. 2B2T? Are you aware of that? 2B2T. You, you guys both said it at the same time. That's funny. <laughs> Almost. I thought yeah. okay, I, I thought I was a, I thought I was having an echo. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the oldest anarchy server, um, and and so actually, I'm happy that you're aware of it. So, uh, are you aware? Uh, are you aware of that, James, of that server? I had not. I mean, I barely know what Minecraft is because uh, Nick had Nick the American Anchor Baby had JLP plays play. Uh, Minecraft and had to make it a JLP Lego looking Minecraft guy and this is not it but this is JLP <laughs> or Lego I don't know if to put uh, it in front of my wife I actually screen. remember that and that was yeah. cool I remember that video well yeah. I heard of Minecraft because PewDiePie was playing it on stream and getting views too a big YouTuber my competitor PewDiePie but anyway that's the last game I was playing I, I stopped playing video games but that was the last game that I, I got into interesting yeah yeah but what's your what's your I want to hear where you're going with the 2B2T thing. Oh, so, yeah, the reason why I brought that up was because 2B2T is probably the last, it's probably the last um, place on the Internet that allows free speech. You can, you can literally go in there and say whatever you want without getting banned, um, it's it, it's it's beautiful actually, and mm. but yeah, I, I was just wondering if you had heard about that because I mean you were for you were talking about free yeah. speech and so it's a uh, so it's a sort of a forum, uh, and the other name is Two Builders Two Tools. So it's the number two lowercase b, number two lowercase t, and there's a Wikipedia page on it. And listen, it's. Uh, it's, it's- if you get into like the the history of that thing, it's really like interesting in a weird way. There's a guy <laughs> named Fit MC on okay. uh, YouTube that does like history videos on it. It's almost like a reflection of society in a way. And and to what he's saying, what what that's becoming is that people now are just looking for even like the dark corners of the internet just so that they could say something and not worry about being you know erased from history you uh-huh. get what i mean or being uh, uh uh labeled something so people are are just they're they're looking for hole, holes in the wall basically on the internet where they can the, uh, have their freedom of speech yeah and and slowly but surely nice. those things are going to disappear and that's you know youtube used to be one of those things yeah. And look what's happened to it to it. Hake's not even on YouTube right now, I don't think. Right. I'm suspended for for uh taking up a little too aggressively and mindlessly. I was not conscious. <laughs> I was unconscious and insane. Uh what was temporary it? insanity uh taking up against the immigrants of Ireland after that mm. stabbing attack. Um from the purportedly from the Algerian. So I said something on toward that was considered hate speech. And it was not necessary, so I'm like, okay, they, you got me, YouTube. 
But yeah, they are a mama. That's that's why I support hate speech. Yeah. I think we should be allowed to hate things. Yeah. And I don't mean that as in like you I just mean expressing you, like this you is allow, my, that's part of love is, is allowing other people to hate. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And not hating them back or trying to control them over it. I used to be uh I used to be really fat back in the day. Wow. And then I lost weight. And the reason that my motivation was that my brother used to make fun of me nice. throughout my whole life. Yep. And I thank him till this day. He he tried to apologize to me for it one day. <laughs> and I was like, don't, don't, don't even do that. Don't ruin my view on you. That's funny, man. Like you saved my life. Yeah, because we're not, a lot of times we're not um, motivated by God or what's right. We're motivated by selfish ego, uh, shallow pride. And... And uh, punishment and rewards and stuff. And don't let that bother you. <laughs> Just accept that you're a mess. And uh, yeah. And don't lie to yourself. But that's what I learned in that was what you just said. I had to accept that everything wrong with me and wrong with my life is my fault. Yeah. And that was the greatest day of my life when I realized that. Because then cool. I realized if all this bad thing, all this bad stuff is my fault, then I can make good stuff happen. That I can make that my fault. Nice. And that's that's like true power in your in your own life, you know. I didn't know you knew all this stuff, Hector, in New Mexico about uh, about um <laughs> the internet. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should. Yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. Well, I uh, I was born and raised on the dark side of the internet, so okay. I, uh, just- you know, I I grew up on 4chan, so it's, 4chan was another place where you could go on and express yourself freely. But you know, Krishan the Don actually explained that pretty well to you about TBTT. Nice. So, yeah, but uh, I absolutely agree, though, is that women should not be in positions of power or authority, just due to their nature and their hardwiring. Their their feelings change like the clouds coming and going. They're unstable, emotional creatures, and they they just shouldn't be in positions like that. But there was a there's uh, I just want to share one more. Um, it's a it's a verse out of uh, the book of Sirach. It's probably my most favorite. I don't know if you can call it a, a Bible verse, because is the book of Sirach even part of the Bible at this point? I don't think so. How do you spell okay. it? Uh, that doesn't sound like a book. It's, no, it's not. I've never a, heard of it. It's not a normal part of the canon that I was, the Bible canon that I. How I've do you spell it? S Y R A C H or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's S I. R-A-C-H. Okay, Book of Syrac. Ecclesiat- so, or Ecclesiasticus, a Jewish work written in Hebrew. Ethical teachings. Okay. So, Interesting. Okay, go ahead. But I just want to share this real quick. So, this is, um, it says, Better is the wickedness of a man than a woman who does good, and it is a woman who brings shame and disgrace. And I think that pretty much sums up everything that we need to know about the topic of women being in. Repeat that. Any kind of. Okay, it goes. Better is the wickedness of a man than a woman who does good, and it is a woman who brings shame and disgrace. Wow. 
that's, that's interesting. interesting. That is that's kind of what Hake said, where he's like, "I'd rather a, a, the evilness of a man than the evilness of a woman." Yeah, the manly, the manly evil. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I was, I was listening. I was like, "Man, Hake, he, he nailed that pretty much right there." Um, but yeah, but actually, now, real, real, real quick, actually. So, this is to James. So, there was a caller a long time ago. I think his name was Tom, and. Uh, there was a clip. Somebody made a clip of it on the JLP channel, and if you try searching for the clip, it's called um, I think it's it's called Truth Bombs or something like that. If you try searching for it, YouTube has literally shadow banned that clip. So like you would have to type in the precise words of the title of the video to find it. But there was a caller who called in probably sometime in 2016, 2017. And he spoke to Jesse, and he was an uh, older man, and he he basically just just went um, he went down a list of how women have all have all of the women of the Bible betrayed all of the men of the Bible, all of their wives betrayed uh, uh, the the wife of uh, Moses. I forget her name; it, it escapes me. But she betrayed him in some way. Um, it just he just went on this 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 crazy rant and it was just it was it was pretty awesome actually. But I don't hate women. I just don't I wanna put that out there right now. I don't hate women. Uh huh. Women uh women women as well as men, we all have our place in life and 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 I, I, I don't want women to 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 be hated or um so I just yeah, I just want, I'm not as, um, what's the word for that? Um, uh, a misogynist. Word with an S. A, a chauvinist, is that what? A chauvinist? What yeah. A I'm male a chauvinist, chauvinist or a misogynist yeah. or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not that. Um, I actually love women, but I, I, I love women in the right way. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where I stand with that. But yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, that's why I'm a sexist because I I realize the roles that uh, that make everybody happy and that make the world go round pretty much, and I'm a sexist because I love women. I want I, right like I I, yeah. I don't want I think that's why I think it's a sin that we gave them that much power. I feel bad sometimes when I see women like trying to work as hard as me. I'm like stop. Yeah. Yeah, competition. See, that's why I, when I see women, I, I used to disagree with women even being in the workplace. But women have no choice but to be in the workplace because men—you got men living with their parents up, all the way up until their nineties. So it's they have no choice but to find an outlet to support themselves in some in some way. So you can't be you can't be disdained that they're that they're in the workplace because they have no choice at this point but you know it's it's something that there's a lot of guys waking up uh, you know to listen to jesse jesse show there's a lot of guys calling in and they're finally waking up even they're 50s 60s so there's 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 a lot of hope still so yeah, but I just uh, yeah. I, My hope is when I work, when I'm in the workplace, women women just aren't hacking it, and they're starting to give up. Like I see young women going like, like working for two years, and they're ready to give up. 
It's like they're just waiting for a yeah. dude to come along and marry them. That's all it is. That's funny. <laughs> you you hear in the uh, hospital industry, they've gotten rid of all the men and the independent thinkers in the in the medical field, you know, through vax mandates and uh, flu shots and um, just turning it into like a woman led thing. And now they're having a whole lot of burnout. They're understaffed, supposedly underpaid, I guess. Um, and they can't handle it. And they uh, thinned the herd too much. And independent men just threw, away, threw it away and started working in the truck industry. Hey, did you see the new, uh, the new Army ad? No, <laughs> but I've seen oh. some Army and, and uh, Marine-type ads that are like all woman and, and uh, diversity oriented yeah yeah now the new ads because they're seeing war on the horizon they're like hey white man you're the best that ever lived oh Come really over and parachute out of a yeah <laughs> they've, a gotten Black Hawk. they've gotten rid of the men and the whites and the independent thinkers from everything pilots yeah. probably well pilots to an extent um the military police what a shame anybody who can see through the mess the non-compliant ones Right. I appreciate but, it, Hector. Real, go ahead. Go ahead. Real quick. Um, real quick. One more thing. So in regards to the caller that that I was here last time, you you were a guest on Hague Show, and you got a lot of backlash from a lot of the blacks. And I don't know. It might have been something, a few whites. I can't recall right now. But don't. I like how you're very, I like how you're indifferent towards, towards all the um, disagreements and you're going to see that there's a lot of blacks that listen to Ake and Jesse that have a lot of hate for themselves, and and they just they hate free speech. And I I there's nothing wrong with the N word. It's just you know if you're around blacks all the time, they use the N word to reference to everything. It's just like a normal thing at this point. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but anyways, man. Yeah. Um, just wanted to say that and. Hope y'all have a good day. Thank you, Hector. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Hector. Yeah. Great call. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, real quick, I got to get to Trick in Montana, who's been on Uh-oh. hold for some time. Trick in Montana. You're live with Krishan the Dawn of Misfit Nation with Hake. Wow, I didn't even know someone like that existed here in the mountains of Montana, but I love this guy. Um I've never heard him before. This is an awesome morning. You two, both of you could be like at, around the campfire with the dysfunctional low, low IQ vets that I hang out with because you're talking about the stuff we talk about. So um, a couple of things you guys hit today. Um, the last color, the Book of Sirach, yeah, was found in Qumran, and the temple priests would say it was part of the canon. So I've read that book. It's very interesting. And it's also um, known as Ecclesiasticus. Right. Correct. I've heard JLP has quoted from that because that is in maybe the Catholic Bible, what he used to call the Jewish Bible, the New Jerusalem Bible, Ecclesiasticus. And there are some interesting statements in there. Yeah, the Apocrypha. Well, yeah, that book, and there's another one, and what's interesting about that book, by what, what our man's saying today, there's all these stuff that modern libs would call sexist. And it's like, you don't get it in the canon, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow. Except in the book of Proverbs, it talks about um, 
woman, uh, two women, Wisdom and Folly, and the ones like, you know, Crazy Moon Bat. So, um, but these these books talk about this type of stuff, and it ain't PC. And I'm like, this is great talk for us around the fire. Um, the other thing well, that's, um, that's that, why they want to get rid of last... religion so badly. Sorry, continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, right, right, right on. Um, the other caller before also said something that was really interesting about. Um, he was kind of looking at you know the days we live in. So what would be the advantage, or is there one of having all these babes in power? In the, you know, I call the boringocracy. It's they're boringocrats. But uh, I think what he was getting at, and maybe he wasn't identifying, they create chaos. So even when they try to like be more perfectionistic and more like ma- um, professional, it creates chaos. Mm-hmm. So. Um, is there some advantage when it relates to freedom when things are fairly chaotic? That's the only, that's the way I took that. Um, Krishan answered it pretty well, but that's what I took from that. I was like, well, you know, cause it, it is a fact, man. I mean, you look at the world, you know, all these babes are trying to run everything. So it's like, you know, they're not equipped. They're not doing a good job. A lot of them are disappointed by this role. Yeah. But mm-hmm. still, well, attractive. Some they, of them. Some of them are hot, man. But the point is, they shouldn't be running anything. And you know, I'm pretty probably pretty sexist too. Yeah. Um, not running anything, but they shouldn't be in positions of great power because they create chaos. And so that's the only advantage I guess I could see because at least in chaos, it's not like a top-down efficient tyranny. There's still some chances to be, you know, to live free. So, um, anyways, that's what I took from that call. But I, I did want to make a a couple um, comments based on things you, you all are talking about today that um, and based on earlier um, calls I made that I did some research on with the Buffalo Soldiers. So I came across some resources that show many of those Buffalo Soldiers coming out of slavery were very cruel to the Plains Indians. So this black, whole idea... Those are black the, soldiers, right? That's right. So this idea that they have the high ground all the time, and first they were like morally superior, because there's a whole narrative that goes along the lines that yeah. they're so morally superior. Like when the they slaves were better than the slave masters and yeah, all right, all that. Well, you the know, Indians you know that. owned slaves too, right? Didn't the American Indians? We, we yeah. in the Trail of Tears, we sent them off with their slaves. Well, that's what I'm saying. And they were cruel. And so, and then there were black slave owners in the South. But this right. whole narrative by Libs and, and the black pop culture is somehow, oh, we had it so bad. And if we wouldn't have had it so bad, can you imagine where we'd be now? Not ever thinking that, well, you've gotten tons of stuff for free. And, you know, look at the sports guys. They grew up with all those programs and coaches and food and structure. And they think, what did that didn't come from nowhere? That takes money and time and energy. So there's this whole narrative that that um, they weren't cruel when they got positions of power. It's just not true. And then you look at black on white crime and stuff. Right. So it's like, no, you're humans too. And this idea that you're so morally superior, which is pushed by the libs, that you're so morally superior. And then when you get in power, there's going to be this great justice. It is malarkey if yeah. you look at what's going on. Good word, yeah, yeah, yeah. malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, a that's, bad that's word. Old, 
That is, I would Biden on you guys. I'm yeah. sorry. But, no, no, yeah, that's good. It's an Irish word. I'm taking it back. It's Irish. It ain't Biden. It's Irish. Take it back. So, um, right on. Yeah, and then, so the sexist and the racist stuff. And then there's one other thing I wanted to um, throw at you fellas. Um, and I was listening to your show yesterday with Trump and this whole jail thing. Um, and all these wars that have started, you know, in the Biden administration, or maybe didn't start, but they're, you know, they're they're growing. So they throw, you know, Trump's up in the polls, and you have all these people who are big on Trump. And I was never huge on Trump, but I liked him way more than Hillary, obviously. Yeah. So you look at Trump. Um, what what do you do if they throw him in jail? Who's going to fight these wars? I mean, there's a lot of guys, conservative guys, who like Trump or centrist or populist or whatever. What kind of nation? We're talking about babes thinking they can run things. The babes ain't going to fight these wars. <laughs> yeah. Who would, so, so what are you going to do? Alienate over half the country and by throwing Uncle Donnie in the clink? It just – we may be headed towards more chaos because I don't think these people are – if you look at this sexism thing and this racism thing, and that's a big part of what's coming against Trump, is I don't even man. think we would have these wars were Trump in office because he's a man of authority, which makes for a man of peace because he got along with these guys, you know, with these well, he could make deals. The evil guys. He'd make deals. Yeah, you're right. He'd make deals. There's no doubt about it that we wouldn't be where we're at um, with 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 um, Russia. And China with him in there. Now, the whole thing in the Middle East, that there's been problems. Maybe we'd have problems, but we wouldn't be having the problems we're having with Ukraine and China at the level we are if Uncle Donnie would have been in there. No no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely not. So Nice, man. Anyways, I appreciate that tip. Well, I think there's I think there's something to think about too when you see like, for instance, the Argentina thing that happened with the president that rose up. They're saying he's the Trump of Argentina. It's like other countries are starting to rise up, too. So it's not just like, of course, you know, I think we're probably the most, if not one of the most uh, important countries geopolitically. But um, other countries are rising up, too, and they're starting to, to realize what's going on. So it's not it's not just we're not just alone. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's, it's important. So, Krishan, I've got a quick I've got a quick question uh, based off that, because I just saw that. And that's interesting. And I think the the guy who's running Poland is like that too. Would you say then the kind of whole liberal progressive global agenda, however you want to look at that, that there's strong men that are kind of um, being lifted up to defend the idea of our nation, and they seem yeah. to be saying, "Hey, we're not going with this. It doesn't work." That's maybe what I'm seeing with Argentina and Poland, or even what's going on in the states with with people wanting Trump back in there. It just seems like there's some people, certain men, I think that that cat in um, Netherlands too, Wilders is kind of like that. He's been called an Islamophobe and a sexist and everything in the book. Yeah. So we do see this. There's certain men who are kind of saying they're rising up and kind of fighting the tide. I didn't think about the Argentina thing. You said I did see it come across my feet. I think it may be, that may be something that's happening, and I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Absolutely. And I think we, we fail to realize, too, that there are a lot of women that feel the same way. That, yeah, they see go, through the crap. Like, maybe let me pull level. back and say not a lot of Sorry, women, kids. but right. there are women. Yeah, there are women that, that are, quote unquote, red pilled. And that, you know, I've been asking this question on my show because I have some women that watch. I said, would you give up your right to vote if it meant 
setting America back to like a better time. And a lot of women, I think, would give up their right to vote. Yeah. It's not that important to them. Yep. I think you're right. I think what you're saying is so radical for people to hear, but it's actually the when you talk about the original sin of America being women right to vote and this radical feminism. I tell you what, I've said this on the show before. I got this awesome Asian tiger mom. I know she would. She would. You know, That's she'd throw it up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know. But it's true. She'd be like, yeah, man, if she elopes on the train with me, we're doing it. But she would give it up for sure. And it's like, so I, I, there are, you're right, there's an underground of these women who are like, what we're doing now, it's toxic. It ain't working. You know, so. Yeah. Thank you, Trick. I wish you well with that Asian tiger mom with whom you may elope. I don't know. (laughs) She's awesome. I don't know. You may be walking into a trap with that, but. But it sounds like well, he's in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, story of my life. Anyways, thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. All right. You as well. Appreciate you. You too. Trick. Thanks, Trick. Ledge Klinger over on Odyssey, keeping Odyssey alive, says America's greatest sin was not remaining vigilant. Bread and circuses took precedent, and men didn't maintain the awareness needed to keep our nation strong. Allowing women to vote was one effect. Nice. Interesting point. Ledge clinger. I like that. That's That could be a fair point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cause but I, I think it may be a, a chicken and egg kind of thing. Like, I think the mentality was definitely there, but I think that was the symbolic moment where women were like, yes, we have the power. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Man, what a mess. But good, good, great point, actually. Yeah. Took you gotta, men to let it happen. Even in the Bible, it says, uh, pray and watch and keep watch. Don't let the master come and find you sleeping or catch you unawares or something like that. So, uh, nice. I like that. Um, Before I get... Ah, man. Let's get to a couple more calls here on this women voting thing. Just flush this out. Just two more calls on the women voting thing. Brian's a first-time caller in New York on the line. Brian, thanks for calling and holding. You're live with Krishan the Don. Hey, what's up? Hey. Yeah, so um, I, I didn't know you guys were actually talking about women's voting today. Um, I was listening to what you guys were talking about. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about women's rights and uh, the educational system. It's one of, one of the things I wanted to call today about. Go for it. Oh, uh, well, my thing is like, well, I'm going to start with the educational system, you know. My, you know, if you think of like like Albert Einstein, Con Edison, uh, you know, all, all these people, when they embarked on their educational journey, they followed their interests, things that, 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 that they were interested in. And my thing, I have a problem with the educational system because it's like equal opportunity in the educational system. Yeah, so it's not even do. equal opportunity. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not equal action. opportunity. That's that's what I'm saying. Because what they're trying to do is you have to be equally as good at everything as everybody else is. So you can spend your entire life trying to excel at something you're simply not good at, and it'll get you nowhere. Or yeah. you can spend your life excelling at things that you're really good at, naturally gifted. And, and naturally gifted at and and everything else will follow. And the educational system in America does not do that. And another thing I was I was hearing is something about racism, you know? I'm in I'm in New York. If you look at my, my towns and cities, 
in New York, every neighborhood is segregated to some extent. You got your black neighborhoods, you got your Chinese neighborhoods, you got your Spanish neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. It naturally it naturally goes that way. It naturally goes that way, but then they want to integrate the school systems and mix everybody up, all right, and it causes a lot of problems to where now the kids aren't actually getting a good education because there's too much of a cultural conflict with inside the schools. And they're teaching them just random stuff. And, and oh, the, like, the thing with, like, Israel and Palestine, uh, it's the history. Their, 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 their anger is fueled, filled, fueled by the history from which they teach their children. Same thing's happening here. We're teaching our children to hate. We're teaching them the racism. We're, we're empowering them with it, and they're carrying it into their adult lives, all right, which is actually hindering everybody. Yeah. You know, like, like another thing, like, you, you, you'll see, like, they say, like, cousins and whatnot, like your third cousin, you know, like sleeping with your cousin, having kids with them. Yeah, obviously, if it's a close relative, that's a problem. But, you know, when it's your third, fourth, fifth cousin— it's not an issue. <laughs> that, that there, there's nothing, and there's no incest in that. Your okay. third cousin is not incest, but they make you believe that it is. Why? Because if you knew your family members all the way to 10th, 12th, 13th cousins, and they knew their family members, that is a militia. It's a, they, they, you, 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 that's like an army of relatives. Interesting. You know? Uh, yeah, that's so that that's one. And, and the woman's rights thing that I, I was going into is, you know, women bit off more than they can chew with the women's rights. They, um, they fought for rights, but now they have to pay taxes and now you need a two income family to, to do anything. I know. So, you, you know, it, it, you don't it's need terrible. it. You don't need it. But depending on where you are and a lot of people in their situation, they, I guess they kind of do need it. Yeah. Well, but, also but they, they. they but they, they didn't they didn't bite off more than they can chew. They were sold a dream. They were, they convinced were definitely sold a dream, that, yeah. Yeah. And women are sold dreams every day. That's and the more they work, the more they have to the work. Beauty of them. Supposedly, seemingly. They feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a it's a it's a big problem. One of the things I'm having a big issue with in New York is is my field, my my my, my work, the work that I do. My type of my type of industry, I'm supposed to be getting paid around forty five to fifty dollars an hour. That's what I'm supposed to get paid. Union wages or something? Um, I'm a mechanic. The, so is, it, is that like a union standard? <laughs> no union standard. But for oh. for with with someone with my expertise, I'm supposed to get around forty five to fifty dollars an hour. That's what I should be getting paid, at least fifteen hundred a week. But. There's so many people coming into this country without any paperwork, and they're working off the books. Yeah. All right? And when they're working off the books, they're collecting from the state. So now they get money from the state. Wow. And they get money from their job, which is actually hurting them. It hurts everybody. It's not, it's not a good thing because what it, what it does is it makes you, you – you have to hide everything. You, have, you, know, you can't get a tax return. Uh, you can't, you can't like get uh, credit. You can't own this. You can't own that because then it shows that you're making more than what you're actually making. You're complicating so you your life, and you're doing wrong. You're with, you're doing wrong. You're, 
you're complicating your life and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. All right, but but for an American citizen, all right, it makes it very difficult for me because I'm at my job. I got three people that came from all over the border. The three of them were willing to work under one salary. How am I going to compete with that? Three <laughs> wow. people willing to work under my That's single insane. pay. You know, so so now what ends up happening is is you're forced to work off the books and you're forced to collect money from the state because they're not going to pay you what you're supposed to get paid because they can pay this person that much. Is so that what you, is that what you're? Well, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> it's it, it, it's bad. It's bad. You know, it's like I me. Mean, I'm I'm an engine specialist in transit. I rebuild engines, rebuild transmissions. I do collision. I do everything. But when I go into a, into a job, they just want someone that knows how to change oil. But yet they'll have me doing collision, rebuilding engines, this, that, and next. And I said, wait a minute, you just, you're paying me just to change oil. I want to get paid what I'm supposed to get paid. Uh, I'll quit. Then they'll beg me to stay. They'll raise my pay. But it's still not enough, so I'll quit. They'll beg me to stay. They'll raise my pay. And then after a while, they'll get someone else to come in. And then they get they, they feel some type of way. So then, then we get into, like, words, and I go about my business. And it's just back and forth, and it makes makes it terrible. I can't get a tax return. I can't I can't do anything. It's you are like forced in- to do that, though. You said you're forced to do that, but you're I not actually forced. I am— I'm not actually forced. I have to move out of the state, which I am doing. But in my industry in New York, because you don't want to turn not, into, you're becoming part of the problem by becoming a complainer. You know, yeah, I'm I am just gonna, part of the problem. You're absolutely right. Go, uh, go ahead, Krishan. I want to hear Krishan's take on what you've said so far. Go ahead. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say, hearing him complain makes me realize one thing: that white people need to start snitching again. Snitching again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just well, report but, these but companies for is, bad business I practices? I haven't worked with someone of my own ethnicity in my field in like 15 years. Yeah, I know. The, the demographics have changed a lot. It's, they, uh, they all left the city. I'm the only yeah. one that's still here. I'm leaving, actually. I'm actually moving out of this state. Yeah, you're right. And if you, were to, if you were to report that, it probably would, nothing would get done. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So snitching wouldn't even help. But see, now, now, now my thing is this, so now this is what I was thinking. All right, being that that's the way that they're doing things, all right, they do tax the um, the employers a lot. They tax them a lot to make the difference up for the disability that they give everybody. All right? In turn, the employers won't hire anybody at full wages, so they'll hire them off, off the books at half wages. So now you put the two together, that's what you're supposed to get. But the only thing is, is now you get no tax return. You get none of the benefits of being an on-the-book worker. Right. I mean, it's that's commie capitalism for you. It's mm-hmm. it's corrupt, and you be and you're being corrupted by the world. The world. Exactly. But, exactly. but if you no think buts. about it, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, There's not a but. If you think about it, what the state gives you and what your employer gives you is actually what you're supposed to get. All right. but now I don't know about this the, supposed to get stuff because it is, once, it, 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 if you, if you have I don't believe in this what's supposed to be. But if you, you just deal with what is. If you have the education for the salary that you're supposed to get and you're not getting it, and it's split down the middle between what the state gives you and what the employer gives you, 
right, is actually hurting you because now you can't claim any taxes. You can't get ahead because now you're stuck, you know, <laughs> hiding everything. What All because mess. of the mass Look, flow of immigrants. Help him I out, think- Christian, because it's not just because <laughs> of the mass. I mean, yes, the, the mass flow of immigrants is like part of the corruption, but you've become corrupted. Like you started working off the books, which is not right. <laughs> I have no choice. No, yes, you did. You just said you didn't, weren't forced to. You could move out of the state, which you're working on doing. That, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing that. Then don't complain, though. It's, don't complain. Go ahead. I'm not, com- I'm not complaining. You I'm are. trying to you're, find a solution. Is, my, my, my solution to that would make it all legal. If they want to tax, tax, tax the employers, whatever it is that they're giving for the disability, make it a part of the company, and then and then force, force the employer to pay that whole portion the way they're doing it. It's getting all. Is there a way for you? As far as like work, workers' benefits. All right? Is there a way reduce, for you to like re- incorporate your Brian, Brian, hold on. Let me get Krishan in here. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm there... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm over-talking you guys. Go ahead. Talk. No, you're good. You're good. Because, listen, this is where, where I'm with you. Yeah, what you're saying and what you're describing is unjust. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm from where Hague's coming from is where you just can't victimize yourself no matter what. Oh, um, like you got to think of well, you got to think of different avenues you can go down. Can you uh, can you incorporate yourself and start your own business and run it the way you want to run it? Is that a possibility? That is exactly what I'm doing, but I'm moving out of New York to do it. There you go. You're doing something about it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You'll see a change. You, you, you're you. You might have some anger towards it right now, but once you see that, like you're doing the right thing, you're going about it the right way, and you make that change in your life, you're going to be happy. Just I, I do want to make that change, but my my thing is, it's not right. One, the the state. But that's is not the world. Correct. The world's not going to be right. But you have to stay I, right. Well, this, 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 this I, I'm I'm out no politician. I don't I can't reach out to to I don't know how to do all this stuff. So I call you guys. Maybe you guys can figure something out. No uh, way. We're not going to solve your problems for you. We don't know no, anything. No, 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 We just complain on the internet. Problems. Not solve my problems. <laughs> my solution. My solution is is what they're doing is they're taxing the business owners like fifty one percent on a dollar. So that's fifty one cents on a dollar goes towards the food stamps and all this stuff that they give the immigrants. Then the immigrants have to work off the books. <sighs> Why yeah, not eventually. incorporate that same type of benefit into a uh, like a you know like like a like a union type thing? We're not going right? to. We're not going to. This is. We have no. We don't have the union's ear. We don't have the government's ear. <laughs> we I just have know. your ear. And we only. The only thing we can tell you <laughs> is, uh, don't complain. Don't talk about what yeah. you're supposed to be getting. There is no supposed to be. There is only yeah, what yeah. is. Well, I, this is the way I look at it. If if you tax the rich 51% on a dollar, rather than having five people do the work of one person, what you'll end up getting is one person doing the work of five people. No, you're 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 right. What are you you're talking about wrong? with tax the, the rich? Pro- I don't talk. I don't get what you're talking about with tax the rich. No, no. When, when I'm saying business owners, when you tax business owners like 51% on a dollar. All right. Rather than the owner hiring more employees than he needs to accomplish one job, what he'll end up doing is he'll end up getting rid of the employee, the extra employees, and getting rid of the employees he needs, and he'll have one employee do the job of five people. 
are you t- right. what's your point about that? Is that a good thing or an evil thing? That's that's a bad thing. It's basically you're pinching the business owners to a point where you you're, you're basically pushing them into this, a corner. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what you need to understand is that's that's all done by design. They want to do that. The, New York is being run by commies, yeah. literally. So so yeah, you're absolutely right. That needs to change. But it's it's as long as they're running it, it's not going to change over there. They need to have a, yeah. a, a change in mentality. There's still a lot of liberals in New York. So yeah, well the the one thing moving I is to the best thing you can women, do. Women's bro. rights. Before I go, is uh, you know when they when they've got the right to vote and do all the other different stuff. All right, they're, they, the government kind of made it to where they're forced to work. I believe that the woman should have the option to work. So once they acquire a job and they have children, they have the choice of whether or not to go into work or not. So if they only can work one day a week, they shouldn't be fired for that. What they mess. should be allowed to stay home and take care of their children. And when they get overwhelmed to go to work, to let off some steam. <laughs> that's that's like some fairy tale stuff right there. <laughs> it is a fairy tale thing, but you know, that's that's just the way I look at it. You know, and all and all the responsibilities should be put on the man. If she wants to work, let her get her a little dollar, let her keep it, tax her for it. But that's it. Yeah, I agree. You know? Women would be a lot happier now getting an allowance from their husband than they would. Exactly. Like, oh, allowance, allowance from earning a paycheck. My wife's a stay at home mom. I give her 300 a week. Whoa. You know, but, yeah. That's a lot. Did she buy <laughs> yeah. the groceries with that? I, Watch I, the actually, car? I give, I, I give her 300. I, well, well, I give her 1100 at the beginning of the month. What are you complaining I, about geez. money for? Then, the then, then I give her I give her 600. <laughs> then I give her 300. Then I give her six and then three. Oh, so my goodness. Wait a minute. It's 11, 11, 6, 3, and 6. That's what I give her through the month. It comes out to $2,600. Yikes. But, yeah. but in turn, she takes care of the house and the kids and all that stuff. Like in turn, she takes care of the house and yeah. kids, yes. Yeah, it's the way it should be. All I don't right, know about man. that much money, but <laughs> you might want to <laughs> ease back a little bit. Yeah, you're going to have to tighten that belt maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. right. Take care. Take care. All right. You too. All right, thank you for right, listening. Man. Thank you, Brian. Brian in North Carolina on the line. Brian, thanks for calling and holding your live with Krishan the Dawn. Brian and Brian. Right on. What's going on, Krishan? How you doing? Hey, Brian. Right on, man. Hey, uh, I'm not going to whip it too much more. Hey, I know you're trying to get off this uh, topic, but uh, I was wondering, uh, Krishan, uh, if you thought. Or if you see that, if you see any way, do you see any way that America could get back into that order where women aren't allowed to vote or be a part of anything political, really? Uh, There's a couple options that I see. One is definitely, uh, and I don't want this option, but one is us going to war and women naturally just going, all right, man, that's your thing. Because they're not going to want to go and fight. Um or, you know, I think men need to stop rewarding women's bad behavior. I yeah. think uh, definitely, like... We're enabling them. We enable them yeah, way guess, too much. I guess I'm asking if you think... Because I think that's really what it comes down to is individuals... Absolutely, uh, yeah. ...kind of getting back into order themselves. And then... But I was, I'm kind of asking, do you think we'll ever be to a point where the majority of Americans see it that way? 
I think it's possible. Um, I never say never. I think I think uh, that's I think the na- I think nature always wins at the end of the day. I believe right nature on. is God, so God always wins at the end of the day. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think the people, like for instance, you said individuals. Like I think people will. Did you say nature is God or nature is God? Na- I I believe nature is God. Oh okay. Yeah, but yeah. you're a Christian. Yeah. I don't believe like I don't call it nature as in like not to call it God. I'm just saying it's our nature. What do you mean by by nature, though? Like what we naturally I don't know how to even like define it, but. Do you you worship nature? I'm just confused now. You've thrown you've thrown off the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Okay. so so. Nature is the work of God, or nature is no na- from God. I think nature. Is, when I say nature, and I'm talking about the way we are, uh-huh. I'm saying I think that's the way God designed our nature. Is how God designed us to be. Okay, kind of like how life works out is like God's plan. So the, yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, I wasn't using it in that in that way. I'm just so saying. So I guess what you're what, what, what you're saying is is that uh, through through everything. Uh, good, the good always prevails. Is that what you're kind of saying? Uh, I guess to a degree, but n- not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, evil is prevailing right now a lot, but I think that's because um, good people just got quiet and content. And I think we're now we're or, and they eventually became bad as well. But now we're starting to like we were talking about earlier. We're seeing good men starting to stand up. And actually fight and open their mouth and speak against evil rather than just going, well, as long as it's not in my house. So you do think it's possible that we can get back to that? Absolutely. I have to. All right. Oh, man. That's all I, that's all I called for. Oh, I wanted to tell you, too, that that song was, that you played at the break was the first song that I've heard while being on hold that sounded like really good. Oh, good nice. Song. Right on, man. Yeah, Theme a little trancey. A little what? Kind of made me want to, a little trancey. Made me want to hum or sing. Yeah, put you in a trance. Nice, Is though. that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Right on. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, right on. Take care, Brian, in North Chris Carolina. I... Bye. Yeah, it's good to speak to you guys. Take care. All right. So, Krishan the Dawn. Uh, we're. I think we're going to be able to get to these other topics. Guns. Talk about it. Um. Well, what do you? What, well, so I'll you bring it up this way because I brought up. You got a I, gun I in your background. Yeah, I have a gun right there. That was there the whole time. For uh-huh. anybody that got scared when I pulled out the gun, you can relax. Yeah. Um. Last well, last time he was on, he pulled out a he pulled out his pistol on the stream, and I was Glock. disavowing it. Yeah, Glock. <laughs> his his semi-automatic assault pistol. <laughs> When well, uh, he said, "This is why people don't f word blank with me," and is yeah. that really why? It, like somebody, some people thought that that was a punk thing of you to do. No, I think the the punk thing was that the the caller before that that the reason why I pulled it out he he threatened me. Um, he I don't think he threatened you, but he said that people would do that to you. And he no, he said that he was gonna it. come. He was gonna come here, and uh, him and his boys were gonna come and get me together. 
which is a threat in the hood. Oh, he said that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I put it in the uh, little commercial okay. I made All for right. it. But um, I basically was was explaining because the thing is, is if I were to say, if I were to have said, I'm not afraid because I have guns, that would be misconstrued as a threat. So to show the gun, uh-huh. I thought was more important as a display. Like, look, <laughs> I have my my display or brandishing. Right. <laughs> well, no, it's not brandishing because uh, whoever was on the phone at the time wasn't in the room. Right. Like, there's no, there's they no were logical saying that you way. You threatened him. Like, people were, and I said no threats took place, but maybe there were threats that, that you know, blacks are pretty slick with their threats. And he threatened so, me, but I was explaining why I don't take his threat seriously. Right. Yeah. So I was, ex- I was showing <laughs> the reason, which, by the way, he couldn't even have seen it. He was on the phone. Right. And he's on delay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, on top of it, People were like misconstruing it, like as if I go around calling people the N word and then I pull out my gun. I know that's that was that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally getting into their imagination about the white and whatever you are use of the so-called N word, and he has many things. Uh, just for the for the record, Krishan the Don. Um, yeah. So anyway, and, and, th- and nobody's ever really offended by the n-word it's just a way of black people trying to tell white people what to do yeah and what to say that's, that's true. all that is yeah. yeah um i mean but my my take on guns is very simple it's the you know the second amendment um gives us the right to protect ourselves and protect ourselves from tyranny which is uh the thing that made me understand the second amendment way more yeah um but yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of your fans just were being uh, pansy boys that uh, don't see guns and they get scared of it. It kind of reminded me of like, remember in Congress, there was the one guy showing off his guns on webcam and the woman in the room goes, I hope those aren't loaded. <laughs> and it's like, dummy, you're not going to get shot through the webcam. That's funny. I didn't. Like, I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, uh, I always see it as ridiculous when people who aren't living right and um just they're not spiritually there saying oh yeah it's not gonna just kind of come and take it type of thing type of attitude because if it gets to the point where we have to use our guns to fight against the government we've already lost because we haven't we weren't fighting with our vigilance and spiritually strong and right in the right way leading up to mm-hmm. the guns. So everybody's just sitting around like a bump on a log, watching the NFL, drinking their Bud Light, and shopping at Target and Walmart, and uh, Black Rifle Coffee, which is against uh, Kyle Jack Bauer, John Wick Rittenhouse's right to the Second Amendment and def- self-defense. And so we're and supporting evil with our lives. We've already lost. We've already lost, you know? Like, this Second Amendment thing is just kind of like, oh, at least I got my Constitution, but nobody respects the Constitution. Our Second Amendment's violated everywhere, you know? Right, right. So, uh, I, I agree that the Second Amendment does help. Like, it staves off in some form. It's like a physical representation of our spiritual independence from other people ruling over us. But uh, people have forsaken the spiritual independence and they're just leaning on their guns or their physical strength or whatever 
and some of us don't have much physical strength either. No, I think there's a there's a, a difference. Like, I mean, I think we learn with a lot of the one thing we can learn from mass shootings is that one person with a gun can do a lot of damage. Yeah. So let's like to be realistic about it. Like, for instance, sometimes our military drops one Marine into a, a country and he he does damage. Uh -huh. You get what I mean? Yeah. So. And, and also, I don't think if there was tyranny, we would be fighting uh, strictly against our military. I don't think it would exactly work that way. Right. Yeah, there would be parts of that, but is a, there's a difference in that. So I think there is a realistic, uh, uh, there's a reason why they haven't fully done it yet. And they have to go about it this weird, like, yeah. you know, secretive kind of way. And yeah. I think that's 100% the reason is because we have a way to defend ourselves. And yeah, the thing true. is, is they want to keep us divided, though, because they don't want us to form militias. They don't want us to like each other. In case we ever had to, we would look at each other as enemies. Yeah. You know, they have neighbors ratting out neighbors during the China virus. And it's just like the communism and maybe Nazi days, too. I don't know. I heard things about, oh, there was people reporting on one another and telling on each other. That's happening today. It's neighbors turning against neighbors, family turning against one another. It's yeah. a mess. Um, and Joe Biden said, oh, you're going to need F-16s. Well, the militia, to the point of the militia, they were able to hold off on that Mulhewer Ranch, you know, up in the Pacific Northwest, the Bundy ranchers went up yeah. to protect the, um, the private property rights of the ranchers up there. And they held off for quite some time. I don't think that it was maybe the right way. That guy, this, um, I forget what his name was, but he ended up getting killed by the feds or state police or somebody. And I think it was, it was his wife or something that got killed, right? No, it was the older man himself. It was the older man. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, oh, you're, you might be thinking about Ruby Ridge or somewhere. Yes, Ruby Ridge. Yeah. yeah sorry. And so that does because. The militaries or the state, the feds aren't just going to necessarily just bomb a militia full of people who haven't necessarily done anything to escalate to that point where you justify bombing. So it's it makes them have to be more cautious. So I do understand that guns are a, a great tool that we shouldn't just forsake, of course. Um, but it's it's our sword. Yeah. And uh, Jesus himself said to carry your swords at, at times and sometimes put sword. it away and not be there's a time to fight and a time to not to fight. Um, I think that the liberals love it. They lick their chops when there is a mass shooting or somebody does some t act of terrorism so that they can swoop in and have this excuse because the women fall for it and the female minded men fall for it to violate the rights of the decent people who have their guns. Rather than go after the angry people who don't even belong in public life, really. Because Ever since I got my own guns, I don't even listen to the news when mass shooters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, ha I don't, there's no information they can give me that's going to save me. Right. Yeah. That's and if true. they had the information, they wouldn't give it to me. Yeah. That's so, so true. They yeah, don't. It's, they I think once you, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I think once you actually like purchase a gun, you actually go through the the whole rigmarole. You go through the background check, the whole thing. You realize, okay, first off, it's not that easy to get a gun. It's relatively easy. Yeah. And then two, you like the fear is gone of like, well, what if, what if I'm in Walmart and there's a mass shooter? I pick out, take out my gun. Yeah. At least I get out safe. That's that's one hundred percent. 
<laughs> yeah, Almost. I mean, if we if everybody were armed, then uh, these mass shooters wouldn't be uh, these so-called mass shooters. There wouldn't be shooting like ducks in a barrel or sitting sitting ducks or fish in a barrel or whatever you, the line is. They wouldn't be at able least to they do wouldn't. It. They wouldn't even. Th- it's the thought of it. Yeah, they wouldn't think of it at least. Yeah, I mean, like the um, home invasions in Detroit. I think they started to go down after a few instances of homeowners defending their homes and shooting and killing home invaders. It's uh, a yeah. if it's if they're if you're not likely to get away with it. You know, these are people who attack people on the street. They attack the unsuspecting, the unarmed, the vulnerable, the weak looking, and uh, and sometimes the the whites. But usually they're not talking attacking tough guy whites who can defend themselves and who are looking out for themselves. That's why they don't bother me. And I'm not a tough guy. There's a lot of people who are trying to put that on me. Right. I never said I was a tough guy. Like, but my thing is this, I'm 34 years old now. Right. I'm not fighting anymore. Like that, like, what do I look like fighting at 34 years old? I may, if I, there's a time that I have to, I may, but I'm saving that because I have like one or two good fights left in me. My back's (laughs) all messed up. I'm a working man. My neck is messed up. My arms from playing, playing sports. Like, I, I don't stand a good chance in a fight, especially against black people, because black people like to jump. And hey, also, boys. I'm not fighting. I'm specifically not fighting black people because they don't know when to stop. Even if they knock me out, they're going to still stomp me in the head and do all. I'm not even going there. Yeah. Don't even. Tr- don't even. I'm putting it in your mind. Don't even try that. Now, let's have a conversation. Man, it's a shame what's going on. Um, let's move forward. I want to talk about the, uh, racial profiling since we're talking about crime. Uh, you said last time that racial profiling helps solve crimes. What do you mean by racial profiling and how does it solve crimes? Well, what is racial profiling? Well, racial profiling's definition has sort of changed over the years. Now they add uh, discrimination to it and all that type of stuff. Um, and racism. However, racial profiling was kind of like, or not even kind of, it was identifying patterns within certain cultures and races and all that. Um, and usually, it, it, it to, from what I've seen, it's, it's right because it's based on a certain behavior. Now, I could give you examples from my job, even doing security, that I could tell you about the certain crimes that white people do, black people do, and Hispanics do. Yeah. Now, part of my job is going around to people and, and that work there that aren't security and telling them this is what you need to look out for as far as, you know, crimes. I think it would be beneficial if I were able to explain, here's uh, look out for counterfeits, uh, people buying stuff with counterfeits. Usually it's Hispanics that do counterfeits, Right. I've noticed that as a pattern in my in my job. Right. I think it would be beneficial if I could say that to the person that I'm trying to put on game as far as the the crime. Right. Um, Now, you got to look at things like, for instance, the debate against racial profiling, racial profiling only um, like the practice itself was never considered racist. Um, the thing that the argument, the initial argument against racial profiling was that it it, it was creating a perception of black people that either black people like other people would see and go, um, 
you know, this is how black people act or black people themselves would subconsciously kind of follow that perception. Um, it only became a problem because it was, it was disproportionately, um, it was disproportionately uh, affecting black people. And really that whole thing comes from activists and liberals and whoever politicians that just can't outwardly say that that's because black people are committing more crimes. Right. So of course it's going to disproportionately affect them. Yeah. And the violent crimes. Right. In particular. Exactly. So there's actually no tangible evidence or no even tangible argument to why racial profiling is bad. There's only, so what is it when in the, in the, in what is what is an example of racial profiling? In the instance of like uh, my sweater was stolen from Pasadena City College, what's an instance of racial profiling in a situation like that, or in a situation that you saw? Well, it would be more of or this black guy is going to do this. This guy is black. If he's going to commit a crime, look out for this type of crime happening well, pe- from this person. What do you people need to understand that racially profiling is only one thing. It's to me, I think it's the basis of solving crimes, right? Or, or, or identifying patterns in crimes. Yeah. Now, when I say black person, I don't mean, I mean, when I say that, I mean a specific type of black person. Right. That's why I like to use the N word because it actually identifies that type of black person. <laughs> uh-huh. Everybody knows what I mean. It's like the Chris Rock bit. Yeah. The difference between black people and N-words. Yeah. Um, there's a certain type of black person that commits crimes, and that's dreads, gold teeth. They got a certain swagger. They got a certain aggressiveness to them. There's like a certain way they go about themselves. Black guy, you know, well-dressed, speaking properly and all that stuff. I'm not following him. I'm not going to waste the time. You get what I mean? So you're a security man. And you're racially profiling and profiling based on his uh, style and everything. It's him, the basis. And you're going to follow him as like a security guy to make sure that he doesn't pull something. More or less. Yeah. So that would be an example of racial profiling. I believe so. All right. I think so. It I helps think prevent the basis, crime, too. It prevents crime. Yes, absolutely. Um, so go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so there has been there's been like a uh, suppression of the race of the perpetrator sometimes when it's black or Hispanic or illegal. They don't mention that they're illegal. I know that's not a race and Hispanic is not a race, but blah, blah, blah. They they lump it in with racism. Uh, They don't name they don't name the immigration status or the illegality of the person who's committed the crazy rape in. Uh, Maryland or Arizona or California. They just say Glendale, Arizona man uh, violated this underage little girl. And oh, no, actually, it was an illegal alien. Same thing with the Mm -hmm. blacks disproportionately committing crimes. They say man with a gun. And sometimes it ends up being a white man. Sometimes it ends up being whoever. But it would be helpful to the public, especially if he's still at large, to say the race. Yes. Just because it's disproportionately so frequently blacks, that's their, that's, that's On- the, the good have to suffer with the bad. Because there was a caller who called in um, who's Hispanic, and he complained about racial profiling because the cop pulled him over because he, he says that the cop claimed that he fit the description of somebody who committed a robbery or something that broke mm-hmm. into cars. 
And he says that's racial profiling. But I'm like, how do you know that's racial profiling? Like, okay, maybe it's racial profiling because you're Hispanic, he's Hispanic, you fit the description. What's the cop supposed to do? He said Raci- the, co- the cop's supposed to let him try breaking into this thing before stopping him, and he, he called it harassment. I'm like, man, you're being, you're being crazy because there's out-of-control people from the Hispanics. It's the, the racial—that's why I said racially profiling is only one part of profile. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like if, if the, the description is Young. Uh, a guy with gold teeth and dreads robbed this old lady— why would and, and and I and and uh let's say he's Hispanic. Why would I stop a white guy with gold teeth and dreads? Right. You know what I mean? Like it you have to start with the basis of who the person is. Yeah. So like the thing is too is that they like to point out the oh, it was disproportionately just like liberals, they like to protect the criminal over the law abiding citizen. It was actually helping the law-abiding citizens in black neighborhoods, right. and Hispanic neighborhoods, because they were getting rid of rid of the criminal element. Yeah. And that was that was a big point. Now, racially profiling could be used in the wrong way. Or like you said, you could just be wrong. Sometimes I profile somebody and then I find out I'm wrong. And like I said last last time I was on, the worst that can happen is I go, oh, okay. Yeah, no harm. I was wrong. No, really, truly no harm done. Yeah, you were not at all. You might have inconvenienced Raci- the guy a little bit. And you uh, and you wasted a little bit of your time. But that's that's still no real harm done. Who was hurt? Yeah. By that. Now, if a cop goes out and and like the example you gave, he pulled the guy out of the car and put him in handcuffs and put him on the ground. It's like, OK, I get that. That's different. That's that. That's him not using racially profiling the right way or profiling in general the right way. That's just a gung ho cop. Yeah. Like but the practice, again, itself was never considered racist. And you'll see even in like the the older, like even not even older ones, but like the the intellects that will try to talk about it. They'll even say that it's not the practice itself. It's the fact that it's being used to create a perception about black people that black people are now following. Now, here's my theory is that they came up with that theory that it was going to create this perception and people use the theory to create the perception. Right. I know they amplified it. That is they amplified so funny. It. Yeah, they they amplified the perception by fighting against it. That's what's so funny about this stuff. Like right. I learned most of the my anti-Semitic jokes, which I don't use them, of course. But I mo- learned most of the anti-Semitic stuff from the ADL. Like I get my information yes. from these people who are so into this stuff that it would go over our heads. Like we wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't care. But them crying about anti-semitism all the time makes me like not like the ADL or the types who complain constantly about this uh, anti-semitism everywhere they they breed the resentment they it's a self-fulfilling prophecy they they breed the hatred towards them that they're complaining about mm-hmm. and uh, they create the they they're creating their own evil world what a mess it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah that's what it is they come up with this theory and then they they brainwash people with it. That's why you saw in the 90s, like, that's why I bring up Tupac all the time. He's the perfect example uh-huh. of somebody that was brainwashed. He wanted to be a gangster. And his whole thing was, well, America looks at me like a gangster anyway. Right. Like, no, you used to be an art student that did ballet. You would have had a whole different perception, my friend. Terrible. You created that <laughs> perception. Yeah, he really did. What a mess. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
let's keep it moving, man. Um, we have about 10, 10, 12 minutes to go. Uh, black conservative entitlement. We got to get to this. Um, <laughs> I've noticed it a little bit. What do you mean by black conservative entitlement? Well, I think it, it, it really comes from not actually making a change mentally, because I've noticed that in the liberal circles and, and most of the black conservatives are switching over from liberal circles, is they're all trying to be the hero of black people. Um, and it's very oh, yeah. narcissistic. That's why they all try to outwoke each other. And they're all like trying to compete to be the leader of the black community. And I think black conservatives have taken that mentality over to the conservative side where now they look like they're they're like the Moses of black people leading them over to conservatism. And really, at the end of the day, I hear a lot of black conservatives talk where I'm like, dude, I'm not going to give you extra credit just because you're now reasonable. Yeah. You get what I mean? It's like it's like, like you're you're still below standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's you're still funny not that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I like to test a lot of black conservatives. And, and the N word is usually the best test. That's funny. Because man. it's the litmus test of like, are you really changed? Like, are you mentally changed? And and it, it, it makes you realize that they're still stuck on the plantation. At the end of the day, they still get angered by the the N word. Now, there's a, there's a few that are getting out of that, and I'm starting to see that. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I think I think it's our fault as far as the conservatives that I'm I'm sort of a new conservative myself. But as soon as I got into the mix and stuff, and and even into this type of realm, I realized that the conservatives, uh, especially white conservatives, kind of get scared to check black conservatives on some things that I know they would check white conservatives on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, why are you being like, why are you being scared? Why are you even, it's like the, the soft uh, racism of low expectations. Yeah. There's a lot of white conservatives that have that for black conservatives and it's that, not making them better. That, there's a lot of truth to that. That's totally true, man. Um, I noticed the same thing that you do like on black Twitter supposedly like black ados the american descendants of slavery people mm -hmm. they still and there's like supposed black conservatives whether they're pro-trump or whatever and they are they still talk like extra black and all brother brother and yeah. stop and this style you see the you see the phoniness that's like poser-ish um way of being in order to in order not to be rejected by their fellow blacks. Like, they feel like they're going to be alienated. And then they'll try to distance themselves from people like JLP or people mm -hmm. like, I don't know, some, there's, there's Larry various Elder. ones. Yeah, they, they, call the them, yeah. they call them race traitors and all this stuff that is not even close to the truth. Like, JLP is, like, the best friend to the blacks and to, like, anybody who wants the truth or wants what's right. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've noticed that. And there's like this fake notion of pretending that this racism thing is so real and white supremacy is so real and we need to be conservatives to overcome the white supremacy stuff. And the Democrat Party is racist. No, the blacks are the racist ones. Like you are still mm -hmm. you're still stuck on this fake race thing and you're still shallow. And uh, you're. You're not you're not well, awake. You're still not I, awake. 
I think it's 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 again it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy, and and this is why when I when I came on last time I said that I believe racism exists. Um, I believe it's it's amoral. It could be either good or bad. Um, but I think I I, I also sorry also in that I realized that I believe systemic racism is real, and I'll explain this though. The difference between what they say systemic racism is and what it is in reality is that black people choose to live under systemic racist policies. They actually vote for them. Uh, 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 affirmative action and all, you know, welfare policy and all that stuff. They live in Democrat run city. They've been voting for Democrats for what, 60 years now? Yeah. Over the 70 percentile. Like they're choosing it. They're into the black thing. That is the, the Democrats they, know that that identity is controllable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the whole thing of where where conservatives come over, black conservatives come over. It's like this need to be special, you know? Yeah. And it's like that's that to me, that's not really it. Like we were talking about the N word. Um, a lot of the guys that were arguing with me were arguing about that. And I'm like, how can you claim you're a conservative when you're obviously arguing against the Constitution? I'm a conservative because I believe in preserving the Constitution, actually living the country, living by that. Yeah, I agree. We haven't been, but I still believe it's important. So I'm just saying, like, I think I think there is a thing to that. If you if you ever listen to black people complaining about how how bad black people have it or living in poverty, they're always explaining a liberal city and it's a liberal city they chose to live in. And they chose to to vote for the people running. They created their world. They created their world. And Democrats know it's beneficial to them to keep black people in that cycle because then they can always use them as as pawns. Hey, look, the black people. You don't care about black people. That's so true, man. They don't care about themselves. That's what they the, don't. That's what the joke is about this Black Lives Matter stuff. Um they're the ones who don't value their own lives. They're fat. They're lesbians, LGBTIQ. They're angry. They're, they're killing hating, each other in droves. They're killing one another. They're hating white people. They're, they're the ones who are racially profiling the white cops and the uh, white Hispanics as having racially profiled them. They're, they're just they're hypocrites. What a mess. Yeah. Um, I have a super chat that I want to read, um, at least one that came in. Hector out of New Mexico bought a few coffees saying, I just want to clarify, he called in earlier last hour. I remember. That due to the rising channel bans, I agree that moderation is needed. And to deter random people from coming into the chat and typing stuff to hurt the channel. If their intent is malicious in nature, they need to be addressed. And even if their intent is just being airheads, like Misty, wrinkle hands, bing bong, maybe. <laughs> that needs to be addressed, too. I, thank you, uh, Hector in New Mexico. But why? 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 I, I do it hurts it, feelings at the end of the day. That's all it is. I do it partly to just protect the channel because I don't want to be banned off of YouTube and, and sabotage my reach, especially if it's not me doing it. If it's some, some idiot in the chat that's not really on board with what I'm about, I'm not going to sacrifice my reach just for them using their freedom of speech. I, be, I believe in... Censorship for Christ <laughs> or censorship as a tool. I believe in censorship as a tool and, and freedom of speech as a tool. 
to be employed or 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 not employed. I, I believe in censorship in context. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't go into a church and curse. Right. I censor myself in a church because I respect. Yeah. I respect the uh, the the fabric. Common decency, respect and, for God, yeah, and common sense. Nice. I don't curse on your show, right? Except for last week. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, people were like going at, "Oh, you disrespected me," and this. The only person I did, and I'm going to say it publicly, the only person I disrespected last time I was on your show was you, because I cursed on your show, and I know you don't like that, but it was an accident, and I apologize to you off air, yeah, and I apologize to you here in public. Um. But I didn't disrespect anybody. That's all them trying to just victimize themselves. Like I didn't even call anybody the N word. Right. I just I said I say the N word. Right. He I didn't literally even just context. said I say it, and he didn't say how he says it, when he says it, <laughs> and you did say N guys for Trump. I'm like, oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, they called themselves that. Right. They do. Get mad at them. I found out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I didn't even them. know about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even really know. I maybe I'd seen a T-shirt. Yeah. But I, you know, I wasn't really positive <laughs> if you were just messing around or you calling them oh, no, that, that was, because that's that, that's their attitude, really. I'm 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 for Trump, but I'm still a cool black <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think it kind of is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, Joe from Phoenix had said that you said, oh, maybe it's his voice, his voice or something like that. And so you disrespected his voice or something like that. What, but I not, wasn't I wasn't making fun of his voice because he said there's a lot of static coming through. Uh-huh. So when I, I said it's your voice, meaning you're saying nothing. Uh-huh. Nice. So I, was, I wasn't making fun of his voice, though I was making fun of him. Right. But we're all grown men. We should be able to take that. You yeah. can make fun of me back if you want. I don't it was care. interesting. I think that he I think there was something in you that's like carefree and defiant and he sees you as like a little punk. It's like, who's this yeah. guy? So he puffed up in his ego and called you a little B word. Uh, and he refused to apologize for that. He apologized to me for calling me that one time or something, I guess. But he didn't feel <laughs> oh, so, bad about calling you that. But it's so interesting how, how, yeah, he's called into my show for years. How gotcha. people take you, uh, you just kind of being yourself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you're like, have a little ego going. And so they're, the ego in them, the demons in them puff up way out of proportion against you and think that you're this punk, and they, they get into their imagination about you. It's like a woman. Yeah, they make up things because they kept coming, calling in and arguing things I never said. Right. Yeah, that's but true. But I think, I think that's, that's what, um, that's what I, I – like my purpose is I've always been able to do that with people, like test people. Right. Um, so I try to use it like in a, in a good way and I could be just in my own ego, like you said, Yeah. but I, I did that to I was hoping maybe those guys would learn something about themselves. Cause sometimes they they'll listen to, they'll listen to a JLP or listen to you and think that they're you guys, True. you know what I mean? And it's like, you gotta, you gotta get tested one day to see if you're really, you really let go of all your anger. Yeah. Really true, and man. That, that happened to me a few times where I thought I let go of my anger and something pissed me off. Yeah. And I realized, okay, wait a minute. I still have a little bit in me. I got to <laughs> squeeze that out. Squeeze that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great talking with you again, Krishan. The Don, we're already at the end of the show. Uh, tell people how to reach you and we'll close it out. Last thing I'll say, how can racism be so evil when it brings the world so much laughter? 
You can follow me, Misfit Nation, on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, uh, on X, at the Misfit Nation. Uh, ShopMisfitNation.com. Get yourself a commie shirt. Commies are zombies. Um, me, follow me on X, at Krishan Badan. Uh, Podbean for the audio versions of our shows. Uh, that's misfitnation.podbean.com. Anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find us. Just type in Misfit Nation. And I believe that's it. Well, right on, man. Have a great day. Take care. Hey, Peace thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, we'll talk again. Definitely. This episode of the Misfit Nation podcast is over. But that doesn't mean the conversation has to end. So if you're not a socially awkward queer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or at the Misfit Nation. Also, help us prepare for our inevitable YouTube ban by following us on alternative platforms like Rumble and Odyssey at the Misfit Nation. And if you're tired of looking at our ugly mugs, you, you can listen to the audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. That's misfitnation.podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs>